nobody like this You ain't seen nobody like this You hear my sound all over town singing Good evening and welcome to a uh, double playoff edition of uh, SA Soccer Roundtable. Uh, Royce is uh, unfortunately caught up in work, so he may or may not uh, be joining us. So, um, But Rafa was able to make the show. But before we get started, you got to pop the beer. Cheers, guys. And Cheers. late uh, uh, for that here. So to get started here, uh, Rafa, how are you? Pretty good. Just enjoying my my time here in, in town before I hit the road again on Sunday. I head up north, I'll heading up to Lubbock on Sunday. Should be fun. Oh, you should rub it in that uh, Coach Trailer uh, is not going from at least at this time. Uh, yeah, he's not, not gonna... going from UTSA uh, up to Texas Tech, and. Uh... <sighs> You know, it, it was an interesting bye week for UTSA football and, and you know, the move to uh, the American Conference. You know, the talk of, hey, is is Coach Trailer going to be staying here or moving on? And I would like to sign a 10-year deal. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, But uh, Coach Trailer and the boys, uh, the US, UTSA men's football team, have a huge match. <laughs> excuse me, on ESPN2 in El Paso uh, this Saturday night. But uh, good thing it's not uh, Friday night because Friday night, uh, I think uh, you and I and Royce and a whole bunch of other people will be uh, hopefully packing uh, Toyota Field as a blackout uh, mm -hmm. for that here. Um, but before we get started, uh, did want to give a huge shout out to uh, Coach Derek Pittman. Uh, of the uh, UTSA soccer, uh, women's soccer team. Uh, they uh, unfortunately lost today uh, in overtime to the first seed of Old Dominion University. Uh, kind of an unlucky uh, goal where, you know, it was off of a set piece. The um, the goalie didn't, unfortunately, just didn't get the, uh, didn't get it, I think, nine out of ten times. She saves it. Unfortunately, this time uh, she didn't. And, uh, uh, Old Dominion advances on a gold in, in overtime. To be fair, uh, the night before, uh, UTSA got past North Texas on an own goal. So fluky goals for UTSA, both in a win and in a loss. Um, but uh, for Coach Pittman, you know, this is the first year that uh, UTSA has made uh, the uh, postseason. Uh, it's been one of their most successful years. Hopefully with going to the American Athletic Conference, the AAC, uh, they'll continue to invest into the program and to the facilities because um, I do think, um, you know, especially maybe if they can sneak some of the talent from Austin, from DFW, um, as well as, you know, the international play, uh, they can help uh, put UTSA soccer on the map. 
Um, any thoughts on UTSA so soccer, Rafa? Uh, real successful. I guess you can call it. This is a successful season for them. Mm -hmm. I think. I think not. I think in the conference, I don't think they ex they expect anyone to make you know this far and and a good showing. You know, you know to buy out an overtime to the top seed, and all, you know they had their chances also to win the game too. So, um, so it's a good season for UTSA girls. Hopefully they'll build the build the women, and hopefully they build it. You know, use that as a building block for next season, and then, you know, also when they make that transition to the American Conference, you know, you know, uh, hopefully that'll start attracting some, you know, more recruits to come play for UTSA soccer for Coach Pittman, and I, I, I see good things in the near future for them, and I think they're going to end up becoming a contender, you know, once they move, make that conference switch, you know, to the to the American. Yeah, I think it'll be kind of interesting to see how how um how moving to the AAC is gonna gonna affect the the women's program and in UTSA overall um you know let, let's let's be honest um it's gonna and you're already starting to see a lot more money coming in into the program um yeah looking at the preseason predictions uh uh UTSA was uh, expected to finish sixth. Um, out in the West, um, so they would not have made the playoffs. They ended up finishing fourth, um, you know, on that. And then, of course, uh, North Texas was predicted to finish second, who they defeated um, in, in the first round. So, and, you know, Old Dominion preseason-wise was scheduled uh, or was predicted to be fourth as well. So uh, I can tell you the Conference USA um, – championship it's been interesting to watch on, on uh, ESPN plus um you know I was able to watch the first three matches uh, of it here so moving on to San Antonio FC um we'll, we'll start with the lineup here uh just to uh kind of get your thoughts on it I want I don't want to curse us but I'm happy to see a uh, you know Patino back and coach Marcina having his options here your 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 thoughts on the lineup I know we kind of discussed last week you know Patino or Dylan and and then what that adjustments uh, means but uh, your thoughts on what we talked about and and what we saw um, at least on the initial lineup Well this is the lineup you you're, we I guess we've been expecting all season long you know the probably this is probably one of our strongest lineups. I, I know there's other combinations maybe I can kind of flip flop around and still be just as good, but having Patino back uh, is a world of difference, especially when he plays. Especially when he plays against Colorado, so he's <laughs> he, he he does he does he's he gives them fits. I, I can tell you that, and but we're glad to have him back. And like I said, you know being at full strength. Now is gonna. I think the teams are probably are worried about us, you know, or what we can do. And I guess we'll more we'll more more talk. We'll talk more about it in the this past this past game, but how this signup did. Yeah. So let's start with the first goal here, and this is courtesy of ESPN Plus um, and on YouTube uh, video here. But this is uh, the first goal here in the build up here. The thing that sticks out to me, Epps move right there. And then his little cheeky, you know, to Nathan, and then Nathan crossed it in and ended up being an own goal. But if it wasn't an own goal, uh, Patino would, you know, would have tapped it in. So, 
you know, on that here. So, and if you notice that we we do a lot of damage when we play everything outside, real outside, and bring it back in. We can see that you can see the play with the mirror apps is a nice little mm -hmm. chip there. And then Nathan, Nathan getting that, got that little cross in. So yeah, Virginia was there. He was yeah, he was just there waiting, chopping at the bit to. Yeah, he was it. like, "Give it to me, give it to me." So, but his buddy that gave him the red card and scored it for him. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that's the first goal here. Um, that was about the four minute mark uh, that came in. Um, Rest of the first half, I think San Antonio FC had some chances. Uh, nothing really kind of stood out. Um, you know, I think Colorado Springs took it out. But once, you know, San Antonio got that first goal, I think that kind of set the trend. But, and I think this goes for all game. Uh, I didn't really feel like, even though Colorado Springs had the majority of the possessions, it you know, was a 60-40 split, you know, which is, you know, which we've all discussed that San Antonio is very happy with. It 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 didn't feel to me that the switchbacks really had any any opportunities, you know, to take advantage in that first half. I, I think the key this time around, I think from the last few games that we played them, was the 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 lineup we have in the back three. Uh, I think we got faster, we got more physical. Adding Tanner and Ford, basically, you know, shut down Haji Berry. He was really non-existent that first half. He wasn't really – I think maybe he just got one shot off and it was off target. Um, they just couldn't do anything. And, you know, even though they had – I guess you mentioned they had the position, we just dominated the first half. Uh, we, we, were, we had the ones that – we had the better chances. We just pressured them a lot. They just couldn't get into sync. Or some type of like a rhythm, how they normally do to get you know when they start going mm -hmm. to score those goals. Um, like I said, that's kudos to the to the back three for you know shutting shutting him down and not letting him even you know really touch the ball. So I think that's the big difference from this from this game from the last other games because you know we had other lineups that you know I think we got taken advantage of because of our lack lack of speed. <laughs> um, so I think. Making those that those two big, uh, I guess you can say acquisitions, mm -hmm. have paid off, and I think this is the reason why they did that because I think they know going in that we're gonna probably come up, go up against fast forwards, and we need to shut them down, and that and this is proof of this. And Robert, you are correct, Haji. Who uh, we gave him the golden boot, so Haji Berry um, wasn't really a factor in, you know, mm -hmm. in the first half, and we'll discuss the second half here either, but. Uh, um, he ended up not getting that uh, uh, goal uh, to put him on top, so he's still tied with the 25 goals, but still an outstanding season for him. Uh, let's look at the second goal here. Uh, I believe this is right after the start of halftime here. And as, this is this is all about the pressure here. No. So you can see we're we're just swarming him. Not giving them any opportunities, and the little cheeky play right here, the little three ball. And technically, that would have been the second assist 
Uh, um, Nathan, unfortunately, with the own goal, there's not an assist on an own goal. Uh, but this uh, Nathan did get the assist. So um, it is kind of interesting how he early, you know, how how he can his creativity, you know, especially with Patino up top and, and the uh, dimension that he brings. That Nathan is still the is still the driver of, of 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 this team. Yeah, he. Like I said, when Patini's on there, I mean, he, you know, he was getting double team a lot. And I think now having him, having him on outside, outside gives him more room to, especially with the ball, to create space and passing just like that. And then also he even help create his own shot too. So like I said, Patino really is like a big factor because he garners a lot of attention. You know, you cannot fall asleep on him and you can't really play one on one, you know, one on one with him, you have to kind of play a little zone or a team because he would put it in the net. Royce, good evening. We will replay this second goal here for you. Here, oh, the Gaia Ghost and Nathan goal. I have it memorized, but go ahead. There we go, I think. Here, oh, her. Your thoughts on the goal there, Royce? So my first thought was exactly what I thought uh, when we were all sitting in 114 is, dear God, Nathan and Gallegos made the exact same run again. <laughs> I, tur I turned and I looked at you and I said, that's exactly what I said was, my God, they made the same run again. What are we doing? And then Gallegos scored and I was like, oh, okay, okay, that's fine. <laughs> It works out. <laughs> um, and so they initially made the same run, and the big difference is that Nathan stayed a little wider with the ball, and he allowed Gallegos to kind of leak over a little bit, so enough room was established. And then Nathan held on to the ball until that's um, the left-sided center back for um, Colorado committed. And once he committed, then he sent the ball to Gallegos, and Gallegos took the space where that center back left and that's how we chipped over the keeper and scored which i mean it was a really well worked goal it's just in the beginning it looked like the issue that we've always seen where two guys try to take up the exact same bit of space that they see and um one defender takes that chance away and this time uh th they went around him so Robert says Patino is a, a more dynamic. Dylan is more a system striker, but both have skills. Uh, I disagree. They're they both have. I, I'm gonna definitely disagree. If you remember the El Paso goal um, in stoppage time that Dylan scored, where he it was him against six El Paso defenders. Dylan can also be very dynamic, uh, mm -hmm. but Dylan is much more um, keen to use his size. Yes. Um, to his advantage, uh, Patino, Patino is a lot more similar to, to Nathan, uh, slightly taller than Nathan, but very similar game where they will dribble and it's more about the hard work and the hard running Dylan. It's about the physical size, the physicality. Uh, I know I'm saying that twice, but you know, Dylan, you know what I mean? methodic when he plays, and yes, he's very methodic. That's why Dylan always gets caught with offside traps is because he is always, he doesn't have the speed. So whenever he is kind of in that, um, not as a false nine, as a physical nine, as 
kind of a, a striker that's trying to beat a line, he definitely needs a, a little bit of a head start, which is why he gets called offside a lot. But that's part of his game because eventually somebody's going to uh, mess up their defensive assignment and he's not going to be outside and he is going to score goals and that's what he does yeah I, I don't necessarily agree with the comment either with 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 you know uh, from robert on the difference i think you hit the head you, you know you hit it right it's the speed it's the speed factor that's the mm-hmm. difference um i think dylan probably uses his body a, i think perception is he uses his body a little bit more but i do think Patino is just as physical, just he's got that quickness that that yep. that puts it on a different it, that puts it on a different level than what Dylan has. Correct. So we're going to talk about a scary moment here, uh, unfortunately here, and this is Matt's injury. Yeah. Oh, here I did have it on. Because when it first happened, I know, at least for me, I was like, did it hit his head or, or what happened? But, you know, Rafa and I kind of went through and looked at, you know, the film here a couple of times here. So, Rafa, you know, what, you know, when the replay pops up here, what do you anticipate the, the injury was actually? Yeah, initially I thought he had the ball had a hit off his head and kind of snapped it back. And I thought he got a concussion. But once you look at the replay – on the landing, if you look at his right foot, it really he kind of lands on his on his on his hip. You know that leg didn't really when it plants right there, it landed real long. Then also the 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 hit on the ground there with the hip really. That's when we started seeing when it started working on him. That's when you knew it was, it was on the head. You see right there, you know he took a tar- hard hit right there as far as from the from the fall. I'm, I'm a little surprised he's not wearing those 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 spandex uh, uh, keeper shorts with the cushions on there. You, you might want to have to recommend wearing those. I think um, not to say anything out of bounds, but I think Matt has plenty of um, natural padding for landing. <laughs> I think the I, I think what happened there, um, and yeah, Rafa has it right. I think it's a hip issue, but um, where I think it happened is on the landing. All, yeah. all of his force came on that right leg. None of it was able to get onto his left because he had to try to get, he tried to dive more to his right to push his left hand up to push the ball over. And when he did that, he sent himself um, out of alignment. So he landed on that leg. And when, if that leg kind of comes down, there's nothing, there's two things that can cushion your fall. That is your knee. You don't want to buckle your knee. So instead his hip kind of buckled. Um, and then he landed on the hip, um, uh, landed on his pelvis, hitting the ground. So it's definitely, uh, uh, I mean, the pelvis is technically part of the back, Robert, but it's it's definitely, uh, it, it looked like a hip slash pelvis issue. Um, well, especially the way they were so, working, the trainer was yeah. working on, they were mm-hmm. moving around his hip area. So, yeah. Yeah, they were doing uh, they were doing normal stretches that you do with the kind of the where you put your you lay on your back and you have your legs straight and you bring it over yourself to kind of torque your knee and what that does is that's going to stretch out your 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 butt muscle your glute um, and that's what they were trying to do is to see where the where the pain started in that um, um, in that flexibility. Um, test and whenever the trainer started doing that 
Matt kind of had a grimace on his face like, yeah, I feel that more than I should. So they took him off as a precaution. Um, I didn't, I, I, I saw we got emailed the interviews. I didn't see who was interviewed. Um, I think so it was PC and Coach Marcina, but yeah, yeah I, I didn't see if Cardoni was on there or if they uh, released any information on that. We'll find out probably tomorrow, uh, I would guess. Yeah, for the um, press release, yeah. If, if there is any injuries. Uh, since Robert mentioned Haji Berry, uh, have to show this clip here. Um, he was this close uh, from you know from getting the record-breaking goal. Ricardo's mm-hmm. um, in goal here. You know, it was a questionable foul uh, right outside the box. Uh, I very, very questionable foul. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a can, big surprise. We can go over that here. We got it right here. Yeah, it was definitely the, if I remember correctly, this is where the um, the offensive player, the guy with the ball, initiated contact and still got the foul called for him. And a yellow came because of that really stupid play by the Colorado player, but here you go. You can see how, see how the forward leans in. Yep. Yep. And it's, it's, sho- yeah, it's shoulder to shoulder, and the forward comes in. More uh, with the more aggressive line, so that should have definitely probably gone the other way, or just been the ref should have seen it as shoulder to shoulder. Yeah, exactly, just shoulder to shoulder, no call. Just you know, what do they call it? A, a hockey play, uh, just a soccer play, play on you, but that's not how it was. Instead, Haji Berry decided to um, crossbar challenge. Yeah, he definitely won. Definitely won the crossbar challenge for sure. A hell of a shot, though. Just you know, it was, it was, and I remember we're all sitting there, like uh, thinking the dude's going to take it with his left foot, go in the top left hand corner, and that's where we thought, because um, in the beginning, that's where uh, wasn't it? Maloney was standing out there. We're like, the, the guy's going to go right over Maloney's head, and then um, uh, it may have been Maloney or it was PC went and realigned everybody and put Jasser, the tallest guy, and then just kind of had to. It looked like the old uh, AT and T. Um, commercials with the tallest, the shortest, yeah. and then for the first time that I've ever seen, Maloney went to the you know to the to the ground. Yeah, yeah, um, which is the first time that I've seen that. Took the took the Neymar spot down there. Yep. Yeah. So, so. Right yep. But I mean, can you say they defended well? I guess you can say they defended well in the fact that he didn't score, and the only place. If if you're the defensive team, you say the only place he had was the post, and we covered everything else. But at the same time, that was a heck of a shot from Barry, just close but no cigar. Yeah. But that's how that's how soccer go. Uh, if I'm gonna modify a quote from uh, World Series champion Ron Washington. All right, and this is the third goal here. Oh, this is this is where I think San Antonio can be very dangerous. Um, I didn't think it went in on him from where we said. I was like, yeah, no, it it didn't look like it went in. They started celebrating. The first thing I looked at was the ref and the ref pointed at the center circle. And that's kind of how I knew it went in. Um, But yeah, it was very, it was questionable. And then you see the replay from the side. You're like, oh yeah, that's clearly pretty obvious. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, pretty good. Uh, But I think that's where, uh, and obviously 
Shout out to Courtney. First of all, shout out to Courtney for just an amazing comeback. His fourth goal, an amazing comeback, an amazing performance this season. Um, If for some just baffling reason the Rapids don't pick up his contract in November, uh, he needs to be a priority to sign. Zero doubt about that. And shout out to your mom, Courtney. Hopefully, uh, uh, well, she'll be in our prayers. She has been in our prayers. And um, uh, definitely keep fighting. Um, But at the same rate, um, that's where I think going, finishing my point. Um, I really Robert, think. Yes, you're on the other side, Robert. Yeah. Yeah. I thought you were tired from, uh, from a uh, bubble soccer there, Robert. Um, he, he messaged me after the game. He's like, dude, I'm so tired. I'm like, what the heck are you tired from? It, what? I mean, it was an exciting game. He's like, I played bubble soccer at halftime. I was like, oh, okay. All right. Makes sense. Um, no, but that can make us really dangerous um, in the playoffs um, is that aerial threat that mm-hmm. we can provide, um, especially, you know, Axel may be coming on late if we need to find a winner. Um, I don't think Axel makes the 18. Hold on. Okay, okay, okay. That's an interesting point. Um, the, the point that I was going to go with is if you remember the tying goal that just kind of came out of nowhere. Out of boy, Robert. Um, we all get old, dude. I know. I know. <laughs> The cold weather, yeah, my knee felt like it was jacked up. Um, <laughs> but uh, if you remember the El Paso goal that tied it 3-3 yes. in El Paso, that pass from Taintor was supposed to go to Axel, and mm-hmm. Ford ended up finishing. That's the aerial threat that I'm talking about, is that late in games, that seems like it's been pretty money um, to get Courtney Ford up there. So Tainer as we, well. Tainer, Tainer on the other side is just, oh, for as, sure. and, is just as good in my opinion. And also, I think another um, off-season priority needs to be uh, re-signing, uh, well, I guess signing Mitch Taintor. Technically, he's on loan. Um, the dude has bled twice for this team in the last <laughs> few weeks. Uh, yeah, he stay on my team anytime if you're going to be a warrior like that. And everybody's like, oh, yeah, he's coming out. He has a gash. Nope, nope. Throw some super glue on. Hockey player. I thought Hockey it was more of a concussion-type situation. Yeah, you that's know, what I was concerned about. At least initially. That I was surprised um, that nobody really. I think they checked him, but then they realized that he ran from where he was bleeding. And I think the the first indication that he wasn't concussed was when he asked for a picture of the wound, and somebody with their <laughs> phone took a picture of it and showed it yes. to him. <laughs> one, one of the yes, take a picture. Yeah, yeah. How bad is it? Oh, it's not that bad. Okay, throw some super glue. Stop the bleeding. Have you seen it on Instagram or anything as of yet? I have not. No, the only one that I saw was uh, obviously the the red card incident. Uh, I guess the the gash that resulted from the, the red card the leg, incident yeah. in uh, Sacramento. But so, any final thoughts uh, on the switchbacks? It was a three zero win. Um, I don't think anybody anticipates Matt to be out for this game, but of course we don't know. Yeah. Um, We'll yeah. find out, I guess. Huh? I'll yeah. say stuck him inside a nice ice bath. Yeah. Oh, and shout out to, uh, to Carlos. Um, yeah. Yes, McCarthy. Really commanded. Part. He did not. He was not shy at all. Came out. There is a difference between course. goalkeepers. That's <laughs> an audible difference. Yes, very much so. Very much so an audible difference. Um, but 
it was it was great to see him. Um, and he took command, and he he looked very comfortable back there. Um, and you don't have to know Spanish to know when he's not happy. No. <laughs> nope. Soccer is an international language, and uh, you understand the emotion from it for sure. And congrats to Carlos, man. Felicidades. Um, it's awesome. It was it. You hate that it was in that circumstance, but you love how successful it was and just how comfortable and how good he looked back there. It just looked natural. It looked seamless. I'm already on record saying that next year he's our starting goalkeeper. We'll see. I mean, one thing with him, you got to remember, he started the two uh, friendly games against Mm -hmm. Liga MX. He's level talent, which is a lot better than what Colorado has. And then he didn't have the defense that, you know, that we have now. Yeah. So I think, I think going into something would should you know, something would, would happen with Matt and any in the playoffs or something. I, I think Carlos can, will step up to the plate and, and I think, I think we'll be just fine there. I, I don't think he'll be nervous. You know, I think he can take command and, and, and do what he needs to do as far as, you know, saving the balls and keeping, you know, keeping the clean sheet. Yep. So moving on to the playoffs, uh, we have a bracket. Um, over on the east, you got the Tampa Bay Rowdies that are gonna face off against Tulsa. Uh, you got probably the match, uh, you know, probably the uh, the, the match of the playoffs, Birmingham Legion hosting Juicy. the Riverhounds. Yeah, that's gonna be a fun one. And both teams are mirror images of each other, so that will be yeah. very interesting. Um, in the bottom half of the bracket, you got two teams that nobody expected to be there, uh, Charlotte Independence and uh, Memphis 901. Uh, for that here, I don't think anybody anticipated. Go then on, the have, fighting uh, Kyle Murphys, for sure. And then uh, you got Louisville City and hosting Miami FC, the fighting Billy Forbes. The fighting Billy Forbes is, 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 is. Let's go fight it. You know what? I want to see a second round of the fighting Billy Forbes is, 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 is against the fighting Kyle Murphy's. Is, 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 is. <laughs> That'd be great. I think it'll be the other way, but yeah, that, that would be. I wouldn't doubt it, but the other way would be great too. Uh, oh, I think, I think Miami can knock off Louisville. I, I think that if. They have the talent to do it. The issue is that they're not playing in Miami, and it's going to be flipping cold in Louisville. So we'll see how they adapt to that. I'm not calling for the upset, but Tulsa is one of those heckle and hide teams. If they're on, they can beat anybody. Tampa's very good at home, though. That's why I probably won't call it. But if Tulsa happens to be you know, on their A game, Tulsa can have- Tulsa can Leicester City the crap out of this for sure. They can, yeah. Uh, yeah, they can just bog down the game and just, or I guess Burnley uh, is the more modern um, example to where you, they could just bog the game down and find a late winner and steal it for sure. So out west, you've got El Paso, which we kind of knew, uh, facing the Oakland Roots, and uh, great job to the Roots, especially with the start that they had with the. Uh, replacing the coach who is on our staff, by the way, um, yep. right before the season kicked off, there was yep. some rumors. They had the Rayo OKC field issues um, <laughs> and on and on and on. Uh, Chewy's, <sighs> Chewy's there and actually Chewy's the one that got the goal uh, to get them into the playoffs. So uh, yep. congratulations, uh, uh, Chewy Enriquez. You love to see it, man. For the third time uh, this season, OC will be playing switchbacks. Uh, OC so traveled dumb. to switchbacks uh, <laughs> preseason to open up Widener Field. 
mm -hmm. regular season uh, uh, beat them there. So this time, switchbacks travel to OC. So that'll be interesting to see how the uh, Haji Berries uh, in Colorado Springs, uh, how they do against OC for it here. The bottom half of the brackets, uh, our bracket, which is very interesting. We'll start the other mm -hmm. one. RGB uh, got in. They, <coughs> excuse me, they earned their way in, um, and they get to travel to Phoenix uh, to play Rising. And as a San Antonio FC fan, as much as it, it's painful, you got to kind of hope that RGV wins because if RG, yeah. RGV does, that means we would host. If assuming that we beat the Loyal. We would host the South Texas Derby at Toyota Field in a playoff. It'll be the fifth time we play them. That'd be fun. But that would be the highest stakes, uh, yeah, ever. Well, so so far ever uh, that RGV and uh, San Antonio FC would have, and of course our match that kicks off the USL Championship playoff bracket, which is sponsored uh, uh, by Twin Spire Sportsbook out of that uh, does the. Uh, uh, what's the race uh, in uh, Louisville? Um, the Kentucky the Derby. Kentucky Derby. So they, they sponsor that. So and the final will be on ESPN, the the big channel. So hopefully uh, we can make it. Um, it would be <clears throat> fun whether it's here or abroad or away. I would abroad. <laughs> out of Texas is abroad. Don't you know that? Uh, I guess. <laughs> uh. So, San Diego. Uh, we'll ask your initial thoughts on San Diego there, uh, Royce. Uh, a lot of former, a lot of familiar faces on that roster for sure. Um, they, they really, they play similar formation as SAFC, and they really try to depend on um, Herzog and um, some of their midfielders to produce Blake. offense Jack. for them. Jack Blake as well, uh, former uh, Real Monarch. Mm -hmm. um, they really tried to produce a lot of, um, so it's kind of, it's kind of similar, the same, but different, but still the same. Um, they try to generate a lot of offense through their midfield. We kind of are, we like to defend in our midfield. So it'll be interesting to see that dichotomy work itself out. Um, dare I say they play a lot like uh, Colorado, um, in that fact that they try mm -hmm. to, generate a lot of their offense from the midfield. Um, and if you noticed, I noticed John from uh, USL stats um, on Twitter um, kind of broke down a couple plays uh, from uh, SAFC and um, Colorado Springs showing that um, Abu was really mirroring anywhere that Haji Berry went and Abu mm -hmm. shut down Haji Berry just about single-handedly. Um It'll be interesting to see if we do the same dang thing. Um, and I think that is what Marcina has tried to produce, uh, try to implement to eventually stop El Paso. Um, and uh, and Lucho, or if Lucho's not on the field, then um, uh, Luna. So That's El Paso. So we'll see. That's what I mean. That, oh, okay. that's, that's what that that's what that play was intended for. He implemented a couple times that didn't work against El Paso, but it's been perfected through the season. Um, and whenever we played Colorado, we've tried to do the same thing, but Abu pretty much put Haji Berry in his pocket. The only real chance that Haji Berry got in the last game was that free kick that That's he hit off the crossbar. Yeah. Um, 
this next match, we'll see what happens. Um, I mean, you can have PC and Abu in the midfield and just shut things down there. Um, I will say that uh, Loyal looked rough in that last match that they played. They did not look convincing um, against, against Sacramento. Uh, Sacramento. Um, Sacramento didn't look good either, but they still managed to score a goal on a, uh, I believe it was a, a corner Cameron kick. Wassa. That, yeah, Cameron um, Wassa's last match. That Sac- yeah, that Sacramento legend. Oakland too. Yeah. I think they're, they've been struggling these last few games. and They have the well, reason that's why that, they finished third and not second because they the, were in the driver's seat for second. Right. OC's got, got hot down the stretch. Um, San Diego's kind of sp- been on and off all season. Um, yeah. If, if, if just being honest, started, started very poor, mm-hmm. caught up, really got hot, and then kind of in poor form again. Um, I think they're going into the playoffs winless and four, if I'm not mistaken, is a stat I heard when I was watching Sacramento against San Diego. So uh, um, I know their big issue okay. is their back lines hurt. Like Yarrow, uh, yeah, you know, he's with them, he's out. They do have Colin Montgomery on loan, Callum, um, yep. who's who's been who's been in, but you know I was on uh, Fairweather Pod last night. They suffer the same thing that we do: is they'll create shots. Now they create shots different than we do. Um, they create a lot more shots from outside the box, um, and that's something that you know SAFC is going to have to watch out for. Is this team will shoot? You know, for, you know. Yeah, outside of the 18 and and they're good shots they're well placed um you know blake's got what two or three goal of the week nominees uh for that uh guido i think it was what guido um you know also was, you know had several several shots and then you know their forward up front williams uh, williams is is the is the guy to look yeah they're on a four game uh, uh winless because they drew the last there. match yeah, so the their last five is they beat Sac, uh, Sacramento, drew New Mexico United one one, and that was a late goal by New Mexico. Um, lost Orange County one nothing. Uh, lost a Thriller to the Roots three to four, and then drew one one to Sacramento, giving up a late goal. So, to me, when you know when when I was looking at the stats. <clears throat> they play, and I don't know if it's just more of a Pacific thing, they play more finesse. They'll hold the ball. They like the 60%. We like the 40%. So I think that matches up. Um, and, you know, to me, I think the key is going to come down to, I don't think their back line, can, you know, is help. Well, number one, it's, it's not their first uh, first choice back line unless, uh, you know, uh, Yarrow comes back. And even if he does come back, I don't know if they have the height, um, you know, to, to counter, you know, uh, SAFC's front line, but go, go with me here. Go with me here. Okay. I'm, I'm going to bring out some points and you tell me if I'm wrong or not. Uh, Josh Yarrow in the back line, unfortunately hurt. So you had to go get Callum Montgomery on loan, tries to generate a lot of offense through the midfield, but suffers defensively because of it, tries to possess most of the game although that possession isn't really purposeful and tries to generate um, offense more than they try to defend and win a game. Does that not sound like Darren Powell's San Antonio (laughs) FC? Like every point is dead on. That's, that's crazy. 
I thought about that uh, on the on my on my commute home because I left work super late. That's why I was on late. Um, but I thought about that. I was like, man, that's that's so weird. Just there's a lot of a lot of mirrors there, which is strange. So the Donovan go to the Powell School of Coaching. <laughs> I really think. I mean, Darren Powell's a great coach, and I He's really think coach. that. Um, that's just that's just a, a, that next level of coaching. Landon Donovan has been tied to a lot of pretty top jobs. Um, RSL lately, yeah, um, and well deserved. I, I thought Darren Powell deserved um, a little bit better, but I mean, at the same rate, um, you know, um, imitation is the. Imitation and flattery. There's that saying. Um, there you go. But the reason why I say is, I was looking. I was looking at the cards. You'll see a, you know, like San Antonio ended up first place in cards, of course, with 94, 500 fouls conceded, where Loyals only conceded 379, 69 cards. So you can see there's a huge difference just in physicality we've got seven reds they've got two um you know so but to me the distribution like our all season we've had about 7400 successful passes they've had 13,300 um but yet when you look at the attack goals um 50 uh, shots on target 153 for san antonio an accuracy of about 42.3 a conversion rate of about almost 14 percent San Diego Loyal, 51 goals, so only one goal more. Uh, five shots more, their accuracy is 50.5, and, and you know their ac- you know their accuracy conversion rate's about 16.3. So even though, and we've talked about it all year, San Antonio doesn't need the possession to be able to get shots on target. Um, and, and when I was on Fairweather Pod last night, I was like, "We'll let you have the ball, um, but if your defense is hurt." I can tell you the the midfield and the attackers are going to be pressing, and if you're if if you don't have if you're not on your A game, that's how San Antonio gets you is they get you to cough up a mistake. The issue for both teams and and is, you know, you can you can see highlights you know from both teams where players will have open attempts at the goal and you know expect, you know I watched the Sacramento game. There was three times in the first half where where San Diego just had to put, you know, just a clean touch and it's on frame. And for whatever reason, you know, it's, you know, not as bad as PC clearing, you know, clearing the stadium, but uh, you know, it it went over the bar and and along those lines. So to me, I think, and you know, we can say this for every game for San Antonio FC, if they're putting shots on target, nine out of 10 times, they're going to win the game. Yeah, uh, a very important thing for SAFC for sure is scoring first. Uh, they play very different scoring first um, than the other way around, or even leaving it late. Um, so, early goal, early pressure—that's going to be pretty important in this match for sure. The other huge factor um, in doing some research on this here is the loyal is not very good on the road. Um, and some of that may have been early season struggles. Um, but even, you know, 
even at say, the end of the year. I was going to say they didn't look good against Sacramento in the last match, and that was away. So. Yeah, they're, they're points per game away out of 16 is 1.19. Oh, Bubba. You know, so they've got five wins, four draws, seven losses, um, 23 goals for, 23 goals against. Just in comparison, you know, we're at 1.56, you know, seven wins, four draws, five losses, 23 and 22 plus one. So, and, and our, I think ours get kind of our goals, goals, goal difference. You know, if you throw away the New Mexico matches, you know, that, that goal difference looks a lot, lot prettier, you know, than, than what it ended up being. But of course you play that, but to me, how they play on the road, you know, with that 1.19 for average points, we're at 1.69 and at home, and this is why them not getting the home field. At home, they're at 1.81 points per game. So they play a lot different on the road than than at home. And like I said here, I don't know if that's due to coaching, not making adjustments, you know, playing different. It happens. It happens with every team. I mean, every sport, baseball, hockey. That's a normal thing for you to be more successful at home than than on the road. But that's a bigger gap Um, than average, though. That's that's why I toss it out there. I mean, fair, but I'm, I'm just saying it's it's not out of the ordinary. But for it to be that stark of a difference, yeah, there's that's interesting, for sure. So, but I do think I do think the key, as you mentioned, is is who scores first. And, yeah. you know, I said last night on, on Fairweather Pod is if San Antonio FC can get that goal in the first half, it's going to be a completely different game. If oh, yeah. it stays like it did last year, 0-0 zero, zero till late. And a late handball, that's the, not called. Yeah. pressure is yeah. going to build on San Antonio yeah. FC. And I think this is a better team, but you, you got to exercise those demons. I think what they also need to do if if San Diego's hurt on the back line, our our our, our forwards need, and midfield needs to press them. They need to smother what they did. I guess especially with Colorado, they oh, need to no, the Nathan Jose yeah. and uh, uh, Epps, which apparently Epps is one of the most successful dribblers in the league. Just blows my damn mind. But that dude is ridiculously good. Think, they need to dribble at that back line a lot. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, I think we have the edge on that, and then not having Patino back too, you know, I think we can really yep. cause problems there, and that and that gives us an opportunity to get that first goal right away. And then uh, the factor, to get another factor going in is, you know, we played in a lot tougher division mm-hmm. than in San Diego. I think we're more battle tested because, you know, like I said, those fights hurt us last year may help us this year. Yeah. Yeah. And and like I said, you know, you know that's because looking at the bracket, looking below, you know that could have that could affect also Phoenix too, you know, because RGV is battle tested too. I think all our teams are all battle tested. I think yep. we basically beat up on each other, but I think it made us a lot better. Yeah. And and I think this is gonna, I think this will pay off, and hopefully, like I said, we can knock knock these guys off on Friday. And just kind of have our way because I have a feeling that if we can do that, you know, we can we can do what we did on this past Saturday. Right. Yeah. <sighs> you you got to get that first one. Um, <laughs> yep. Yep. And then, you know, 
whether it's Phoenix or RGV, neither one's going to be easy. Um, each, don't, each don't, one look pass, don't look past. Don't look past. Don't look past. We play San Diego. Don't look past. We play I'm San not, Diego. I'm not playing. <laughs> don't look past. Don't look past. <laughs> so, but we'll discuss that next week. Uh, yep. well, we'll discuss whatever the result is uh, next week here. But uh, final thoughts. Uh, Either on the season, upcoming playoff game, you know, anything else that you have? Uh, any final thoughts there, Rafa? Uh, final thoughts, like I said, I'm looking forward for Friday's game. Hopefully we can pack, you know, black it out, pack it up. I, I think our team really deserves it. You know, have some, a, a little more fan base out there to cheer them on and get that playoff victory that, that was stolen from us last year. So yep. I think – I think we're overdue one, and hopefully, like I said, what happens beyond that, we'll, we'll take it from there. But, you know, just go out there, have, like I said, bring the family out and have fun. I think they gave them free T-shirts. They were the first 2,500 fans. It's even better. I think it's also dollar beer night. Dollar See, beer and dollar, dollar, beer and dollar sodas. Yep. Which, so, I mean, if you're season ticket holder, you should bring your jacket. Because it, 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 yeah. there's another factor. Bring- it, it is going to be chilly. And yeah, maybe that it, might affect the loyal a little bit as far as their play because they're it's supposed it's supposed to be in the fifties. The little um, that little California weather, the nice eighty degree weather. Well, they're not going to have that here. So nope. so break, break break out the the hoodies and uh, for for Friday's yeah, game. Then, I'm one one hundred percent bringing my scorpions blanket. So get get some of that. Uh, excuse my dog for being a jerk and yawning. Um, but try to get some of that. Um scorpions 2014 alamarcina and the playoffs mojo going so definitely be bringing that out robert you cannot say his name i'm so i apologize next time you bring that up i'm blocking you (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) unfortunate your final thoughts there royce i I know you were late to the game you know late to late to the show to start because you just got off work here but uh we touched base on UTSA and the great season that they had, you know, a little bit of yeah. the off season. Um, cause Rafa is going to be going up to Lubbock and, you know, I told him to say hi to the, you know, Texas tech fans and uh, told him to leave our coach alone. He's, uh, signed a new 10 year deal, which I would like yeah. to do as well. If anybody wants to offer, um, up. for that here, but, uh, your final thoughts. Um, if I don't thought on Texas tech is ha ha ha. Um, my final thought on the uh, uh, Lady Roadrunners and their um, successful soccer season. I mean, they they were ranked pretty low, and for them to win a, a conference playoff match, that's a that's a pretty big deal. My dog, what is she doing? She's now <laughs> the Elgato. Um, sorry. Um. Yeah, I mean, they ended up playing the number one seed Old Dominion, and no big surprise that Old Dominion advanced. Um, but UTSA, pretty uh, successful season, it was very impressive. Um, uh, at the same rate, um, Jeff Trailer, ten-year contract. Um, he said in multiple interviews that he is a um, a legacy builder. That's why he stayed so long in Gilmer, um, and he's setting that up at UTSA. And man, I'm excited. Um, I really want to go um, next Saturday, but I'm not sure if I'm going to be available. We'll see what happens. Um, well, you might be same. available as well. Do I? 
Do what? You might have other things going on. As That's well. exactly what I mean. That's why I'm not sure if I'm going to be available. That's <laughs> exactly what I was, the road I was going down. Um, at the same time, um, let's go to the game. Blackout the stadium. Blackout Toyota. Hashtag Blackout Toyota Field. I can try to start that um, hashtag. And also hashtag fight together. I love that. That's that's good because the whole team has been fighting together this whole season. Fought together after the, the COVID break um, in those um, seven games in 21 days. And they're fighting together in the playoffs. Um, you love to see it. It's great. Um, we're in really good form. We look really good. Hopefully Matt's all right. Um, and my final thought for the game is they bring it on. I'm so excited. Um, my big point that I'm going to bring up, uh, I told you so. I told you so. Alamarcina, two seasons at the helm, SAFC, two seasons in the playoffs. Um, first coach to do that, um, and he's my coach. And I was excited when he got hired. I'm excited that he's still our coach. Very excited. Could not be happier uh, with that hire. And, um, yeah, dude, let's go. Uh, hashtag. Um, um, 2014 mojo. Let's go. Hashtag got to deliver. That's, Let's go. They got to get it done this game. Let's go. Got to deliver at least one. Let's go. I'm excited. Let's go. So Stop. my final Stop thoughts is going to be very similar to Royce's and Rafa's show up, be loud. It's a playoff game. Bring your friends. I think there's still tickets available um, for it here. Let, let, let's have our first quote unquote sellout for this year. Um, yeah. you know, where it's, you know, 8,200 in there. Um, and then Saturday night, nine 15 ESPN two, the Roadrunners will be playing UTEP. It's always a fun game. Um, if you want to get up and drive that following morning, you can still do it. But, uh, uh, Roadrunners number 16 in the country. Uh, I believe last I checked here outside well, of the BCS. Well, so, so here, here's the big difference. Here's the ass whip of the week is that USA Today in the AP poll, <laughs> which only matter until last week, um, they had them as 16. The uh, the one that really matters, which is the college football playoff poll, does not have them ranked. They're not I think in the there top were 20. 25. I think they were t- just out, I think is what they were saying. Well, well I mean, they have you still. Still, USTA, uh, yeah, the United uh, States Tennis Association, <laughs> uh, UTSA did not even make it. Um, and at the same rate, uh, Mississippi State is somehow number 17, even though they lost to Memphis and they have three losses on the season. Um, and UTSA beat Memphis, so in Memphis, in Memphis. that's correct, stupid, dumb, awful, bad. Um, but you know what, whatever, don't eat the cheese. That's been the motto all year long. Win out, win the games, do what you can control. And I feel bad for UTEP because I think UTSA is going to take out all of this frustration on that team. And good Lord, it could be bad. It could be really bad in El Paso for El Paso. So do want to thank everybody for tuning in. I'll get this uh, out either tonight or tomorrow morning uh, for the (laughs) podcast version. Uh, thank you everybody for the support, Robert. I uh, always enjoy the, the conversation uh, for that here. Um, AJ, thanks for uh, making a comment here very early uh, for that here. And uh, working on uh, seeing about setting up a special show with Max 
uh, who's over in Germany uh, to see about getting him and, and uh, hit, you know, his views uh, uh, Max. from abroad. Yep. So hopefully we can put that together. Uh, and I, as always, thank you for your service, Max. Um, but what's life without goals? Uh, we're trying to be better and get this out at a reasonable time. So we're under <laughs> an hour. So uh, we'll see. Fight together. <laughs>